Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? It is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly of Sports Media Network. And you can listen to us through all things podcasts. If there's a if it's a podcast inside, we're probably on it. So you'll you can find us there. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Insert Name FC. That's where you can find the video version of this podcast. And of course, Goals TV. Goals TV is the Hulu of soccer content of American soccer content. So if you guys want to see the American perspective, or if you're a fan of, of a specific MLS team, um, for instance, I'm a Houston Dynamo fan, uh, which apparently people are, people are still shocked that I'm a Dynamo fan. Um, not specifically because of the way the club is, the club is great, but more so because of, of, of me, me, not me being released by the Dynamo, which, once again, no hard for no. I have not. I have no ill will towards Dynamo. Nothing. Nothing. No ill will. But um, and don't think that that's me saying that there is. I just. I. I. But I still love the club. Um, no matter what. And even I still love all the people there. Everybody there. Um. So. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah. So I like the Houston Dynamo. Um. You know, if you guys want to go ahead and check it out on Gold TV, there's. Foxtrot, which he, you know, Andres Naranjo, he came on, he came on the podcast for an interview uh, a while back. Uh, but he, he, you know, him and, and his crew over there, Foxtrot, is definitely a really great uh, pl- place to be informed of what's going on with the Houston Dynamo. So, and they're available on Goals TV. So that's for instance. I and also we have Musa, Musa, who covers St. Louis SC, which is funny because that's a that's the matchup for the Champions Cup. So we'll see how that goes, but. um but yeah, just content all around. You'll see me there from time to time with Yanks of the Round Table or with uh, Wake Up MLS. So you'll see me there from time to time as well with some of their original programming. But yeah, Goals TV, go ahead and check them out. Um, but as you can tell, it's just me today. Um, I'll, I'll probably explain it a little bit at the end of the episode. But uh, I started a job. Um, I'm not I'm no longer with that job. And I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of explain it as my closing thought for the end of the episode. But, uh, because of that, I didn't, wasn't able to record with Edward yesterday, which yesterday was, was Monday, which that's when we usually record. So it is Tuesday. Um, and so yeah, Edward's not available to record. So, um, so th- th- that's why it's just me today. Um, but in this episode, we're going to talk transfers. We're going to preview the Champions League round of 16 uh, for the Europa League and Europa Conference League fans. I don't think those exist, but uh, for those tournaments, I think because they're going to do their play in their, their knockout, their knockout round before they go into the round of 16. 
So for them, we probably won't start talking about about those tournaments till the semifinal. Unfortunately, I just the thing is, it's just me and Edward are just not that informed on the teams that are gonna be in that tournament. And probably once we get to like the semifinals, we'll probably be able to have a better idea of, the, of those teams because those are probably the teams that we know a little bit better. So just just so you guys know, but Champions League will be something we we will be covering throughout in the podcast. So Champions League, um, Musa, Musa from uh, Mo Football will be joining us yet again because the semifinals are over. There's going to be a final this week. So we're going to recap the quarterfinals as well, recap the semifinal, and then preview guys the final of the 2023 African Cup of Nations. Uh, announced players of the week. Uh, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Obviously, the big one, African Cup of Nations final and the Asian Cup final will be this weekend. So that's going to be the big one to look forward to. And um, we'll wrap this show up. Being that it's just me, we'll wrap it up with my closing thoughts, um, which is something that I used to I used to do when I was working with the Houston Dynamo because I couldn't record with Edward. So I would just say a closing, uh, just some random thought, uh, which I think my closing thought, I think it's going to be pretty obvious, is just, <laughs> talk about the job that I just I just quit from. So we'll see how that goes, man. But we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with Transfer Talk. Are you ready to elevate your sports betting experience? Look no further than DraftKings Sportsbook. Why choose DraftKings Sportsbook? Unmatched variety. Bet on your favorite sports leagues or discover new ones to follow. Live betting. Test your instincts and feel the adrenaline as you bet in real time while a game unfolds. Promotions and boosted odds. DraftKings keeps the excitement going with a range of promotions, odds boosts, and special offers. And a user-friendly interface. Whether you're a seasoned better or new to the game, DraftKings' intuitive platform makes placing bets a breeze. Ready to dive in? BillyUp Sports has partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook to give you an exclusive offer. Sign up at dkng.co forward slash BillyUp150 and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 or more. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your love for sports to the next level. Sign up today and let the games begin. Please gamble responsibly. 21 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, man. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and the X at insertnamefc. Also check us out on TikTok at insert.name.fc. For clips of the episode, random videos, posts, all that stuff, you'll be informed on those sites um so go ahead and check us out um transfers all right Seko Fofana joins Al Etifak on loan he is leaving Al Nassar I believe or I forgot what club he's I think it's Al Nassar actually but he is going to Al Etifak obviously if you guys don't know that is the club where Jordan Harrison dipped out and went to Ajax so they're hoping that Seko Fofana could be that replacement for Jordan Henderson. Uh, Gio Reyna is joining Nottingham Forest on loan. Um, and I believe that he has also signed an extension with Borussia Dortmund. So this is kind of an interesting move just because of the fact that, I mean, it's Nottingham Forest, but it's it from what it looks like, it seems like this is a place where he's going to be able to play. Fortunately, we can't say the same of, of another American player. But... Uh, yeah, but I think the extension from Borussia Dortmund is interesting because that could mean either Borussia Dortmund 
believes in in uh, Gio Reyna, or it could be another thing. I think what it could be also is just that, hey, Gio Reyna, we're gonna give you a new contract. We're gonna extend you. We're gonna send you on loan. Now, if Gio Reyna performs during his loan stay at Nottingham Forest, and uh, I think that opens up Borussia Dortmund with an opportunity to be able to 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 sell, uh, to sell Gio Reyna probably for a little bit more. So that's that's what I'm guessing. Don't quote me, but that's what I'm guessing. Uh, but continue on. Duncan McGuire from, is joining Blackburn Rovers. So this guy, I think, just got was drafted last year uh, by Orlando City. Um, balled out, and after one year is going to Europe. Um, yes, it's Blackburn Rovers, but still, that's one hell of of a of a stint to just have one season in the MLS after being drafted and to go just going over overseas already. So good for him. Good for Doug McGuire. Uh, Brian Zaragoza is joining Bayern Munich on loan. Um, Bayern Munich looking to add some youth. is a, It's interesting on that one. Paxton Aronson is joining Vettis on loan. So he, you know, is not really getting much playing time over at, at uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. So he's going to go to Vettis, which I believe is in the Eredivisie. Um, don't quote me on that one. But he's on loan over there. Andre Santos joins uh, Strasbourg on loan. Um, he's like one of those high potential Brazilian players. So, uh, you know, trying to get some play time, trying to get some burn there. Uh, Matt Sells joins Nottingham Forest. This is the goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, this is basically the kiss of death for Matt Turner. Matt Turner can either, but at this point, there's nowhere Matt Turner could go. The, you know, transfer window's done. So he's staying put. So he's going to have to either beat this guy, which, I mean, his current run of form right now with Nottingham has not been great. Or, you know, we'll see what happens there. We'll just see. Armando Broja joins Fulham on loan. Another interesting loan move there. Arturo Vidal joins Colo Colo. Um, that's a Chilean club. That's actually his boyhood club. So another legend going back to where his where it's, where it all started for him. Um, so it was very interesting too, by the way. The uh, the presentation for Arturo Vidal. He was riding a horse. It, it it's a it's definitely a sight to see. Um, yeah. So really all I can say about that, just the idea of Arturo Vidal just on horseback presented to the club, to the people of Colo Colo. Yeah, all right. It's different. I like it. But, but yeah, there it is. Said Rama is joining Leon on loan. Leon having a big win against Olympic Marcial. This past weekend, if you guys remember, Olympic Leon is one of the one of the two teams that is featured on this year's jersey bet, which once again is if Leon and Sevilla avoid both avoid relegation, I will be doing a jersey giveaway. So once again, just remember that. Uh Pablo Fornaz is joining Rao Betis. Um which um I believe yeah, Said and Pablo both are both play for West Ham, um, but they're all both they're both respectively going on loan. Uh, I'm just guessing that you know just West Ham can't really use them right now, so that's why they're going there. And the big one, it doesn't really, it's not going to happen right away. 
But once again, we're doing this this dance again. But it seems like this time it's a little bit different. Kylian Mbappe is coming to Real Madrid this summer. It is official. Apparently, he's taking a pay cut to come to Real Madrid. Um, but I don't. It's not necessarily complete. I don't think it because I look the same thing happened last time. The same the same exact thing happened last time. We had all the social all the all the big media heads saying. Yeah, Mbappe is coming to Real Madrid. I got excited. I was hoping. I was praying. I was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna have the best, one of the best players in the world," you know, coming to Real Madrid. And then, you know, he, you know, PSG went ahead and fucked me over and I gave him a, a lucrative deal, which I was like, "Respect. You played dirty, and I respect it." But just because this is why, like, I just, I just find it really, uh, it's, it's, I want to believe it, but I don't at the same time. And uh, even though the, there's certain people that have have announced it. I'm I'm just like I'm I won't believe it till I see him in a Real Madrid jersey. Right now that's where I'm at. I will not believe it till I see him in a Real Madrid jersey. I have been teased by Kylian Mbappe for for 2 years now and I honestly I just I just don't know if I want to continue being abused. I I I just I just don't. I don't I I don't know what else to say, man. I'm hoping this deal happens. I hope he moves to Madrid. I hope it's real. Like, if and, and because this is a move that I've been wanting Real Madrid to do uh, for quite some time. Um, this is something that would elevate Real Madrid, uh, elevate La Liga. Um, so it, it, this would be massive if this does happen. Seems like it's gonna happen, but I don't know. I just don't. I just don't trust anything now. Like I have, it, I, I I literally have gone through this too many times now, where I just don't know if it's true or not. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, he's taking a pay cut to come to Madrid. Apparently, he's he's forgoing the the bonuses that he would be receiving from PSG because because PSG is not happy. Um, because once again, they're they're walking. Essentially, what's happening is that what PSG was worried about is that Kylian Mbappe is leaving. They're gonna lose Kylian Mbappe and not get anything in return for him. Um, which you could have. You could have plenty of times with Real Madrid. Real Madrid was prepared to give you guys the money. You guys thought he was gonna—he was just gonna go to fucking Saudi Arabia for some fucking odd reason. But Real Madrid was prepared to pay you guys. You just didn't want to fucking do a deal with Real Madrid. I'll be honest with you. That's honestly what it was. Like you guys were hoping that any other club would have given given you guys the money that that for Kylian Mbappe, and no one else did. But Real Madrid did. Even even with the hopes that Kylian Mbappe was gonna leave when when his contract was up, he was gonna go to Real Madrid. But like, once again, PSG just not being good with their decisions. Like, if you wanted to get something out of Mbappe, you should have done it last year when Real Madrid was prepared to offer you a lot of money for him. And now he's leaving free. He's now he's going to Real Madrid, and you guys got nothing out of it. So I have no sympathy for PSG. PSG has gotten super annoying to me. Um, like I think, maybe, 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 just maybe. I I might I might my new rival might be PSG and not Tottenham anymore. But uh, let's face it, I, I fucking hate Tottenham. So there is that. That is transfers, man. So we won't be talking transfers, not till we get to the summer. But all right, Champions League, man. The UEFA Champions League. The round of 16 is kicking off February 13th 
February 14 also. Um, I know that's Valentine's Day, but I got nothing. I got nothing holding me back for that. Anyways, so all right, here are the matches. So the matches are gonna be played on the matches that these matches will be played on February 13, which is Tuesday, and March 6. So that would be the second the second time these the, the second leg for these two teams. For these teams. All right, first matchup, RB Leipzig taking on Real Madrid. Um, this is, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think Leipzig is definitely a team that I kind of have a soft spot for. Um, Xavi Simmons is is a name that, that's always going to pop up when, you, when we talk about RB Leipzig. Um, but unfortunately, I just don't think they have it, have the team that can go toe-to-toe with Real Madrid. The only thing that would really help their case is if Real Madrid is just not great health-wise, which is kind of what they're going through right now, especially in the back line. Um, but Ma- Real Madrid still manages to win matches. So um, you still have the best manager in the world. Don't come at me. Okay, maybe it's Pep Guardiola. But Carlo Ancelotti is definitely up there in the conversation. Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup. Uh, honestly, I think this is an open and shut case. Like, Real Madrid w- wins this one. Um like I said, the only that the only that that will really like help RB Leipzig if is if Real Madrid has like some key injuries. Uh, I know Vinicius Jr. did not play the past week. Uh, was actually pulled out of the Atletico Madrid game because of an injury. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens with him. But I think that would be like the big factor is if Real, how how healthy is Real Madrid when they take on RB Leipzig. But I still fan. I take I take their chances um, regardless because it just. You know Jude Bellingham, Federico Valverde, Brahim Diaz. He's 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 proven to be able to step up. Rodrigo obviously always comes in comes in clutch. Jose Lu has really done very well. Uh, and and yeah, so I I they're, I'm pretty confident in in Real Madrid. Um, the other game, which this is just so unfair, man. Copenhagen taking on Manchester. This is just not fair. Like. This is basically just saying, hey, Copenhagen, thanks for coming. Because that's honestly all. That's it. It, Like, it's over. That's all, folks. Like, they're not coming. They're not winning this one. Like, there is no shot. I would, I'll probably put in a bet just, just, just to like root for Copenhagen. Because obviously it's Man City, but there's just no way, man. Manchester City wins this clear. Um, I wish you, I wish I could make a valid argument for Copenhagen, but I can't. So, so there's that. Um, so those are the games that are played on Tuesday. And once again, will be played March 6th. On Valentine's Day and March 5th, the matches are Lazio versus Bayern Munich. Bar, Bar, what the fuck was I doing? Versus Bayern Munich. Um, this one's a, a little interesting. Lazio's a little frisky. You know, you, you guys know I like a frisky team. Bayern Munich... Now they've they've they haven't they haven't been bad. I know a lot of people are trying to say that they're bad, but they're not the Bayern Munich that we're used to. And if you're a Bayern Munich hater, you might be happy with that. Um, but it really hasn't been. This has not been the same Bayern Munich team that we we've seen many other times before. Um, so it's going to be an interesting interesting how they approach this game. I, I do think they still have a really a really loaded team. I think that they are still a really good team. Um, Lazio at this point is, is kind of playing with house money right now. 
Um, so I'm going with Bayern Munich. I think Bayern Munich uh, continues to be the, uh, you know, continues to be the team that they are. I think Lazio is going to put up a good fight, but I just think at the end of it, it's going to be Bayern Munich. Whoa. I think I, I messed up in some way. Let me see. Is it Bayern Munich and Lazio? Let me see. Let me see. Champions League, Champions League. Yeah, it is Lazio. Okay, so, okay, all right. So, who is PSG playing then? Did I mess up with PSG? Real Sociedad, that's who uh, PSG is playing is Real Sociedad. I guess, I guess I, I, when I was typing this up that I forgot, I, I put in, I put in Lazio twice. Okay, that's all good. But PSG will be taking on Real Sociedad. Um, PSG, I mean, they're still loaded. They're still loaded. Uh, they'd be dumb if they don't play Mbappe. Like, just you're just dumb if you don't put, you know. They're going to play Mbappe. Mbappe's still going to play. It's his final season. He's going to want to at least leave leave with a big bang. Um, and Raul Sociedad can be good at times. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of underrated players in, in Raul Sociedad. But I just don't see them being able to beat PSG. I think... I think PSG finally gets out of the round of 16. Uh, it seems like it's been a while. Early, it seems like they've been struggling. Um, I do believe Jose Tejas, when me and him were, were talking, we're talking about this. I think he did say that he he can see Raul Sosa that upset PSG, um, which I can see as well. But I, I think that I just I just think that this is gonna this is gonna go a completely different way. I think so. Give me give me PSG. I think PSG does. Still win this one outright. All right. These matches are going to be played February 20th and March 13th. And this is Inter Milan versus Atletico Madrid. This is to me, get your popcorn ready because I feel like this is going to be the best game of the round of 16. Um, It's also Diego Simeone's uh, former club. So this could be really cool. I think there's rumors possibly that that Diego Simeone might be leaving Atletico Madrid at the end of the season. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me. Just don't ever quote me. Just really just don't quote me because I, I don't know things. I'm senile. I'm tired. You know, I worked a long ass shift <laughs> last night. So uh, maybe, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But Atletico, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a really good game. I think that there's going to be you know who's who's coming up big? Is it gonna be Latara Martinez? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Um, I mean, it even depends on who who we see from Atletico Madrid because they change things up a lot. But I mean, when you think of Atletico Madrid, you gotta think of Antoine Griezmann. Um, the but I mean, this is this is just a dog off, bro. This is literally just dogs playing against each other, man. So I can't wait for it. I I I'm I'm I'll definitely be watching this match for sure. Uh, who I think is gonna win? I'm gonna say Atletico Madrid. I think Atletico Madrid can can be a little bit can be physical enough to keep themselves in the game. And I think with with whatever combination they am doing, whether it's you know Antoine Griezmann and Memphis Depay, whether it's it's Antoine Griezmann and Marco Llorente, I, I The other thing about them is just they know how to find goals. They like. You know they can find goals in multitude of ways, so give me Atletico Madrid to beat Inter Milan, which is crazy to think the team that went to the, the final last year is eliminated in the round of six. This is on. This honestly, 
could be a really juicy final. Probably not going to ha- never happen, but it uh, it could be. Um, PSV versus Borussia Dortmund. This is an interesting game, in my opinion. But this is going to be an underrated matchup. I honestly think it's a very underrated matchup because I feel like PSV could punch above their weight class. And Borussia Dortmund, while it's still a really good team, just hasn't been that team that we're used to seeing. Um, I could go for an upset here. I could honestly see an upset happening. But I think Borussia Dortmund, you know, I think there's some pressure. There's some pressure right now at Borussia Dortmund. If they don't perform in Champions League, because right now it's not looking great in the Bundesliga, um, I there's some somewhat still in the fight, but I it's just it it's a lot of question marks. Um, so it would be cool to see Jane Sancho though. Uh, Jane Sancho back in uh, could be the big it factor for me, but I still see Borussia Dortmund uh winning winning this matchup. All right, these matches will be played. February 21st and March 12th, we have FC Porto versus Arsenal. I will say this. There is no way in that, like, if if Arsenal loses this matchup, they had to have choked and choked badly. Um, fun, it's ironic because the team, that, the team that eliminated them from the Europa League last year was actually sporting, and now they're going against FC Porto, another Portuguese team. Um, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Arsenal are finding a lot of confidence now. You know, they they had a big win against Liverpool, so I think that there's a lot of confidence with them. Uh, we'll see how they do uh, this coming weekend. But um, I think that right now they're they're firing on all cylinders and and they want to keep that form going. So I think Port, I think Arsenal definitely t- uh, beats FC Porto. And the last matchup is. Napoli versus Barcelona. This is very interesting to me because I think if you had asked me early, probably when when the when they announced when they did the the drawing for the knockout round, I probably would have picked Barcelona. But man, I don't know anymore. This is a very this is a toss up now to me. I I don't think Napoli is the same Napoli team from from last year, so that could be a benefit. But like. It's just it's not looking good right now at Barcelona. I could see Napoli beating Barcelona. Um and I think that's where I'm going. I think Napoli beats Barcelona. I think Barcelona gets eliminated. Uh because I just I just don't know. I just don't know with this Barcelona team anymore. Um so so there is that. But yeah, so that's Champions League. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. You're gonna hear Musa. Musa is gonna join with me to talk African Cup of Nations. And then we'll segue into players of the week. Hey guys, this is Hector from the Insert Name FC podcast here to tell you guys about Candidips. It is a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. Candidips CBD is the new evolution in dip, allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. If you guys want to go ahead and try them out, Use the code BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com. Once again, BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com, and you'll get yourself 20% off your purchase. Thank you again for Candidates for being a great partner of BellyUp Sports. All right, guys, we're back. There is a final this coming weekend. Actually, there's two finals at Asian Cup. Maybe, maybe talking. I might do a little Asian Cup segment, actually, after we do this one. But 
Along with the Asian Cup, we also have the African Cup of Nations. It's finally going to be concluded. Um, obviously, we, we got to bring in the big guns over here with us, and that's, of course, Musa from Mo Football. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for helping us out covering African Cup of Nations, by the way. Uh, my pleasure. It's, it was, it's been fun. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I yeah. will say, before we, we get going with uh, looking at the semifinals, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you have to say from just an overall, just a quick recap of what this tournament uh, has been? Um, I will. I will say it's it's been a lot of surprises from like from all the way from like Cap Verde to Guinea to Mali. You know, getting out of the group stages. Um, I think the history of like the African Cup of Nation that not many people know. A lot of them, a lot more people are watching now these days. And one thing that they kind of figured out or found out is that it's a lot more competitive than all the other tournament that they can think of. Like, you know, the, the World Cup, usually when, you know, there's a big country, they're most likely going to win it, win the game, unless there's something that goes you know, extremely bad. Mm-hmm. But here's like from the very first game to all the way to the semifinals, there's been, you know, excitement, um, a lot of goals. And um, I think the big draw was like the fans on the stadium. As you can see, like, you know, a lot of dancing, partying, and you don't hear too much of fighting or anything like that. So it's really showed what African soccer is, which is fast-paced, lots of goals, and a lot more celebrations. And, you know, those walkouts were even better. I don't know if you saw every time there was a country that was coming in, they had like a, a dance in the hallway going to their Oh yeah, man. The locker rooms. It, it uh, being somebody yeah. that got spoiled by the uh, the golden era. Well, okay, I guess there's like multiple golden eras of Brazil, but uh, right. the 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 2002 to 2006 period of uh of Brazil, where it's Ronaldinho, yeah. Ronaldo Fenomeno, uh, Adriano, you know the the yes. you know the legends, Cafu, Dida, a young Robinho before he he became a major bust. Um, <laughs> all those things, man, like that was the vibe, right? I mean, we saw those great commercials with them just in the locker room, just kicking the ball around, mm-hmm. and the vibes are all basically identical to every locker room in African Cup of Nations. So, yes. um, once again, it's just football at its purest, and I think that's one of the things that uh, I definitely enjoyed from the tournament. Also. The theme was just dramatic finishes. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like there was more goals in in stoppage time than anywhere else. Um, but it, it don't it, walk it, away. It, yeah, it's it's <laughs> must see TV. If you think it's over, it's not over. It has been really enjoyable from the jump. But uh, just a quick recap of the quarterfinals. So Nigeria did beat Angola one nil. Uh, Congo beat Guinea three one. Ivory Coast beat Mali two uh, one, which uh, Ivory Coast got two red cards in that game, uh, yes. which they lost Adilan Kasonu uh, and Omar Diakiti, uh, which yeah, I yeah, noticed. Yeah. I noticed that Ivory Coast has a lot of has a lot of disciplinary cards from this tournament. I was looking over like some of like the st- statistics so far from <laughs> the tournament, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of yellow and reds for the Ivory Coast, which a little bit more impressive <laughs> their their run so far. Um, and of course, South Africa beating Cape Verde. Uh, 2-1 in penalties, which is an amazing scoreline for penalties. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so, awfully nice, yes. Awfully nice. But here are the semifinals. Nigeria beats South Africa in penalties. They go distance 4-2 in pens. 
Um, I mean, I, Nigeria got lucky on that one. I, I've been waiting for Nigeria to be this team to like start shoot, you know, being like the heavy goal scoring team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mainly also towards my bias with Victor Elsiman, but I mean, right now their highest, their, their league leading goal scorer is, is Adam Lookman, who only has three goals. And I mean, he scored two of them in one game. Yes. So, so I, I feel like the only thing is just like, th- clearly this Nigeria team has some quality. It's just, it's that final, that final bit, the finishing part where I'm just, I still haven't seen it yet. And I don't know if that's how you feel about Nigeria. Um, I, I'll say that they were, I think, more calculated than um, what they're used to to be, I guess, I would say, especially that they have like a, a foreign cultures uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they have maybe a little bit more of the tactical aspect to where, you know, they're not going forward as much or making so many runs. It's their runs are more calculated towards the goal. And it looks like ultimate was more of a supporting cast mostly, you know, even though, you know, it's like knowing that you're a defender and you know you have Osman on the other side or in front of you, you pretty much pay attention to him or you're going to go and double him or even triple. And then after that, you have another forward or center midfield free to do whatever he wants because there's three defenders on Osman. That's why he only scored what two goals and one was disallowed because there was a PK on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, I think we get a little bit spoiled on the high scoring players when they're at their clubs mm-hmm. because their job is to score. They're not going to go in the midfield. They're not going back in defense, but when they go and play for their home countries, you could see Osman was kind of getting back a lot more towards the middle to kind of help. So I think that's where it's kind of the not scoring so many goals, but he scores those important ones. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree to that. I, I definitely will say it looked like South Africa, at least throughout regular time, it looked like it was South Africa's game. Um, it was, they should have won it. That, they should have won it. That last, that last shot that he, the guy just flew right in the air. If he would have just done a simple tap in, the game would have been over. And that was the last shot. Mm-hmm. I think they, they very got lucky not to lose that game, but... You got to finish, man. You got to finish at the end of the day. Um, And I think that definitely was kind of, I I feel like that definitely was was bothering them throughout the pens because for you to only make two penalties, and and when you're going up against Nigeria, you got to make your penalties. Yep. Uh, So, I mean, I feel like they were just, their heads were just back at that tap-in that should have happened. But, I mean, when you're in pens, you got to just be in the now because there's... You can't be reflect. You you do your reflection, you know, after the match when you're doing your your pregame analysis for the pub, mm-hmm. for the uh, for the upcoming matchup. Not not when you're about to go into the most important penalty kickoff in your in your in your team. Um, yeah, I I definitely will give them. I think the biggest shout out or their props is knowing that their entire team is made out of player in South Africa. Um, that's almost. That's pretty rare these days. Mm-hmm. Usually you have players from all over Europe that are playing in Europe that come and play. But picking all South African League players and then you make it all the way to the semifinals, that is a lot. 
Do you think any of these guys will get a a good get a look in, by European club? I'm not saying like I, I'm not saying like a top five team in, in their in their respective league, but maybe like a mid table team or. I think they all get sort of those look, and you know, CDSC in in our team has a Jamalo Bloom that that is from South Africa. He just didn't get picked for this Afghan, but I think. One of those big things when it comes to South African, their their league is so well established and managed that some of those players are, you know, so well paid based on, you know, South African um, currency that a lot of them are living well already. Mm-hmm. So some of them, you know, don't are not really inclined to go to Europe and then struggle, you know, or get mid pay or be in the third division where they can be in the first division of South Africa. and get pay well, live well, and you still have a chance to play for the national team. Most of them, that's why they go overseas is, you know, for that call up because you're in Europe or the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. they, they think that stigma will help you. But, I mean, you live yeah. well, well paid, you get called up, you're at home. I wouldn't go to Russia or, you know, a cold place in France to play if I can stay home. That's a fair point. Very valid point. Also, especially if you end up going to some of those teams, I don't. I don't know if it's just if it's just me, but like I feel like a lot, at least like a lot of American players, and um, I, I would love to say Salvadorians, but let's face it, I don't think there's many Salvadorians get that get a shot in Europe. Um, very few. Just small. Hey, you never handful. know. There might be somewhere. There's some, there's some, but I feel like most majority of the time they don't necessarily get their minutes per se. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest complaints that a lot of people were having with some of the top American players was just the lack of minutes that they're getting. Um, obviously, that's not the case anymore for some of these guys. But uh, but I always think that I, I don't think that the stigma is there for African players specifically. I think that's more so like a an American thing because everyone, you know, likes to joke about that we call another sport football. Um, but well, well, don't forget uh, the British came up with soccer, so. Yeah, <laughs> you can always throw that back at him. <laughs> oh, I do. I do plenty of times. Yes. Uh, so there is that. But yeah, Nigeria, they're on to the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, but South Africa, I mean, still, I, I was impressed from from the, from I, I've been keeping a close eye on the tournament and yeah. I've been having a lot of fun watching this tournament. Uh, I apologize to the fans of Asian Cup, but uh, <laughs> I just don't have Paramount Plus. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's the that's one that I um I have to maybe look a little bit more into. But when they put both tournaments at the same time, you know, you you got you, you go you, with you, the one that you represent, right? <laughs> that's true, very true. Um, but that I'm just gonna say the final for that one, uh Qatar versus Jordan. Is it Jordan? I, yeah, yes, Qatar versus Jordan. That's that's gonna be interesting. I might try to get like a free week's subscription. Yeah, hey, why <laughs> get not? That free, get that free be... trial and yeah. and watch that. In the final. seven days, <laughs> start making up some emails. Um, yeah. But but yeah, Nigeria onto the final and the other Ivory Coast. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I will say this though: Sebastian Haller's goal, uh, as accidental as it was. It, you know what? I don't. I don't think anybody in the Ivory Coast is gonna is gonna regret that. I think he. You can tell the look in in uh, Hilaire's face when he did not get a good touch of the ball, and it just it had a lucky bounce, and that was the bounce that killed the goalie big time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was such a poorly hit shot, but I mean, hey, it went in the back of the net, and 
especially if you if you know if you ever see me play i will take that every day of the week so hey if if you take if you don't take 100% of your shots you you get zero just as, just try it right very valid yeah. very valid and i mean the ivory coast beat congo and i mean congo i felt like put in a really good uh effort defensively just couldn't get in the back of the net um yeah. But yeah, Ivory Coast. I I have no words to say about this team right now. It Yeah, it is, we we I think we have that one joke within Africans. Um so the word is uh, Mahabu, which is almost, you know, like the um voodoo like people that, that do it was like I don't know what kind of you know sorcery they, they got on their side, but like the video I made is like they were pretty much dead. They were they only needed another team to lose for them to be back in the round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and then just lock the strikes every game. I think yeah. since after that, it was nothing but luck all the way to the final. Um, guess home advantage may have helped also. And, you know, the whole of the, the whole country going after them when they were in the brink of losing of being out you know the whole the whole country was like against them big time mm-hmm. i don't know if it was that or the new coach smell as you can see the new coach smell again does it where you replace the coach midway to a season or a tournament and there you have it players that were poor the first two games are now superstars it's like it it's, it's a yeah i don't know it words can't describe it, but I mean we have a final. It's yes. Nigeria versus Ivory Coast. When you look at Nigeria, they're the they were the runner ups of Group A. Yep. Um, and how the how they got here? They beat Cameroon, uh, they beat Angola, and they beat South Africa. I will honestly say, besides Cameroon, Angola and South Africa were two really strong teams in this tournament. Yep. Um, and for Nigeria, have. You know, most of the time, I think if you if you're that runner up, obviously you're going you're you're thinking you're going through a, a more difficult bracket because you're for, you're already having to go up against a group winner. Okay. Yes. And and that, but I mean, of all teams to have, I mean, I would take Cameroon a heartbeat. But I think yeah. So it was an interesting situation for for Nigeria, but uh, they definitely had the the rougher. I mean, I mean, both these teams had a very difficult road, but oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Nigeria, uh, a team that I think a lot of people thought would be here in some sense was definitely a heavy favorite in this tournament. Yeah, they and, always are. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're they're in the final. Um, maybe maybe not necessarily the best Nigerian team, I would say. But hey, you know you got to win your games, and that's exactly what they did. And yeah, tenfold, and looks like they're saving everything as for. The final, um, I would say, would definitely say that Nigeria is the favorite to win, but you wouldn't bet the house because Ivory Coast has like everything going their way, which is unhealthy. But yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm speechless when it comes to Ivory Coast. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Ivory Coast. <laughs> they were the third place team in Group A. As a matter of fact, they were the final 
third best third place team um out of all the teams that finished in third place in the tournament barely made it into the knockout round yep and you have to face off Senegal yep and you go to penalties i know you i know you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to relive it <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, i'll trust me i'm relieving it by with a lot of people reaching out <laughs> nigerian <laughs> especially don't worry. As, as negative things as I say about Tottenham, I, I get reminded when Tottenham wins. Um, oh, different discussion. Different discussion. <laughs> uh, they had to go up against Mali, which was your your dark horse team, a team that looked really good. I don't know what happened in that game. <laughs> they didn't finish. <laughs> they just didn't finish. But no. I was just like, is this the same Mali team I've been watching this entire time? Um because I I think it was my fault. I think because, you know, I think I said after after Molly won in the round of 16, I was like, I need to start sipping the Molly Kool-Aid. <laughs> so maybe uh, I maybe I jinxed Molly. <laughs> nah, I, I think it's just AFCON that jinxed him. <laughs> yeah. And then to go, in, you know, and then beat Congo 1-0 in a just... I don't want to... Uh, boring is not the word, but obviously, you know... Finishing wasn't there, you know, missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there was times where, where Ivory Coast could really just put this game out of reach, but, you know, they just didn't finish it, right? And, I mean, yeah. of, of all the goals to go in, it was probably the this the, the most unlikely one, but a lucky bounce also for them to get there. But Yeah, that, that one is, you know, you, you take your shot and hope for the best. And, yeah, that... I'm sure the goalie will have nightmares on that one for quite a while. Yeah, and now we have a final: Nigeria and Ivory Coast. I mean, that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Yes. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this: Are are you are you gonna are you gonna go with the home field, the home crowd? Is is that going to be a factor? Obviously, it should be the final. Um, but I wouldn't does, be surprised if luck continue. Nig- I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if half of Nigeria travels to Ivory Coast, which is not that far out. But I would still say the home field advantage will work. But now it will be the question will be how clinical Nigeria will be. If Nigeria finishes their opportunities, I don't see where Ivory Coast will come back to it. But as as long as it's a tie game or it's a close game, the longer they go, I will then give that to Ivory Coast because it looks like as they get their confidence up, that's when they're starting to play a lot better. Because if you look at all other goals that they, they, they have scored was not, you know, on the first half was towards the, you know, either towards the end of the first half or the second half. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that coach is doing wise, but it's an amazing run. If they win it, that will be one for the books because you, it, it would be almost like the whole um, Argentina at the World Cup getting beat by Saudi Arabia and everybody's like, oh, snap, they're, this is not going well. And then as the tournament goes, they go in the final. There you are. You have Ivory Coast in the final and all bets off that's now. a valid point because I mean a lot of people were saying that th- that Argentina team that won in Qatar was the worst Argentinian team anybody's ever seen. And yeah, because I, I, I don't know if people are two good players, but yeah. yeah. I think they it was younger players and it was what, just Messi and Di Maria that was like the 
huge, huge names. Yeah, and Altamendi, who somehow still had a job. Um, yeah, so. that's different question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like the buildup of teams knowing that they have their a luck with them, but also the skills to do it. Yeah, Once I you mean, those two together is like, dang. I mean, sometimes you need a little, little luck. Yes. Yeah, especially with tournaments, like there's nothing wrong with having a little luck on your side. Oh, you um, need it. <laughs> yeah, you need it to win these these things. But yes. yeah, man, I it it it's interesting. I I really am like intrigued by this just because like I didn't even have any hope for the Ivory Coast. No, but from I, the start, I, I mean, I think least... I had more hope for Ghana than I did for Ivory Coast. Um, and... I think I think just the players the country had that much hope for him. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, just crazy yeah. to think because you're you you're fi- you fire your coach, yeah, and, and yeah, this, then all of a sudden it's just everything. I don't even want to say the words clicking because I mean I just don't think it. It's not like the wins that they've had have been like they're clearly the best team on the field. If if that makes any sense, well, it does. Okay. They were the, at the moment. I guess we'll say they will. Yes, they were. I guess we'll call it. They weren't pretty wins, yeah. is what I'm saying. The, the wins yeah. weren't pretty. Yes, but they got the well, wins. Yeah. And I mean, it's a tournament, though. You, that's what you, you need to do in tournaments. It's not. Yes. It's, you're not going to win pretty. You're not always going to win pretty. Exactly. And so, and I mean, you can even on the flip side, Nigeria. They they haven't necessarily won pretty either. So, I think Afcon just you know it's just been this this tournament has just been very unpredictable. If you would have told me, I I would have been boring and saying Senegal versus Egypt again. Um, uh, yeah, I think everybody had. You know, Senegal, Morocco, Senegal, Nigeria, Nigeria, Morocco. You know, you know those the World Cup teams that mm-hmm. typically do well. Um, even though those Nigeria and Harvey Coast are World Cup teams that do well, it's just not as recent. Mm-hmm. But um, if Osman opens the gates and score, I think that's where things could go bad or as long as the game is tied or close Avicos has every chance to win it all and winning it at home is a different feeling yeah I think uh, I think the big key factor will be how physical can Ivory Coast stay because I think uh, I think the ball the passing of Nigeria is definitely going to be a big threat Yep. I think they're really good at moving the ball. They they move the ball very fluid uh in Nigeria. And uh, but I think Ivory Coast, they play very physical. And I think that's also one of the things that has helped them so far in this tournament is just playing with that physicality. Um so I mean I, I think as long as they as long as Ivory Coast can maintain that physicality, because I think when you go up against a team like Nigeria, I think that might be a team that maybe mismatch would be a mismatch for for our, for the Ivory Coast. Um, but like you said, I think if Victor Osman can, this is where we're, we need to see a little bit from a little bit more from Victor Osman and start, you know, scoring goals. Um, not saying that he hasn't been contributing throughout the tournament. Like you said, you've mentioned how he's been contributing. Um, but I think this is where you kind of need him to be the, to be the guy up front. Um, yep. especially, especially against that, that defense that, uh, the, the Ivory Coast has. That's his, that will be his moment now will be. Like to put him on that thing where even the the Ballon d'Or discussion, mm-hmm. that's like now if he was to you know 
carry the team to win it. He has that scudetti now that he wanted last year. Now he, if he makes it happen, you know, the African Cup of Nations, that's all into one cycle. And then after that, there will be the Euros that are coming this year. Yeah, remember. Euro this summer, Copa America this summer. So he will have, so he will have his chance that, you know, if, you know, one of the South American, the American teams, if one, I don't even know if there's one person that's standing out in, in South America at this moment, that's like Ballon d'Or status. Um. No, I, I think this year, I think it's very, at least this season's very open, but obviously I think it's the. It's, did Holland make the it's, World it's, Cup? It's, it's definitely. He doesn't Holland. make it. But he didn't make the World Cup, the Norway. I don't think they qualified. Oh, I don't think they, I don't think they made it. Maybe they didn't make it to Euro. Uh, yeah. But. So that I, means that's I mean, almost wide open for Osman yeah. now. He, if he kills it now, he, what else can they say? He got his club team, a world tournament. Mm-hmm. And unless someone does something crazy in the Euros, I don't see anyone that can almost dispute that. Yeah, and they have a very interesting, and also Napoli has a very interesting matchup with, I believe it's Barcelona, um, where that could be a potential. They could probably beat Barcelona and move on, especially the way Barcelona's been playing lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, he Champions League is also something that could still be in discussion for for Osimhen as well. Yep. So, I mean, I I mean, I'm gonna I'll I'll be clear. I'm going with I'm going with Nigeria. I feel like I'm I'm gonna regret that, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm not. I I think we've been doubting the Ivory Coast, but I just don't think this luck can last that this long. Um, uh, especially yeah. especially when it's a team like Nigeria. I'm saying all these things, and I said the same <laughs> thing over. But I'm going with Nigeria. Uh, I I mean it's a it's a fair it's fair it's I'll, fair. I yes. think this this could be a real coin toss. I think when it comes when it comes down to just tactics in general, I like what Nigeria has over what Ivory Coast has, and I mean I, I'm a big believer in the in the physicality. I love watching a dude with that dog mentality, which is what Ivory Coast has been. Oh, but yeah. when you go up against a team like the way the Nigeria plays, I I I'm, I think they're gonna be able to. You can't be physical forever, and and eventually you're gonna get worn out, especially with a team that can pass the ball. And I think that's what Nigeria can do, and so that's why uh, Nigeria got some strong guys. Howabi, he's he's a big dude. Some of those guys yeah. are maybe Osman is a little bit shorter, but he, he oh got he, some he's covers. not afraid. He he plays in Italy. I know <laughs> yes. I know for a fact he can hang. So. He has a mask on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going and- with Nigeria. Um, who who are you picking? I'm going slightly Nigeria. So out of a hundred, I would say I am seventy thirty Nigeria. Okay, I'm roughly there with you. Yeah. I'm also roughly there with you. I mean, I can't, I can't underestimate this Ivory Coast team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, they both played against each other. They, yes. they've already played. They, they were literally in the same group. I don't know how I don't think there's many times I don't think there's that many times where you could say that the teams already played each other and are facing each other in the final. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say that Ivory Coast is a different team than Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah think it, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They, they press the reset button. 
<laughs> they're definitely a complete yeah this is a this is a redemption time for ivory coast but yeah i'm pulling for Ni- for nigeria you're pulling for nigeria um but we're not we're also not going to underestimate this ivory coast team no. um this final is going to be awesome it's going to yes. be sunday sunday correct yeah uh, man that's yeah. going to be sunday's going to be a busy day for me you got i'm gonna have afcon early in the day and then i'm gonna have the super bowl so that's gonna yeah, I've heard there's something like that that's happening on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the other football. <laughs> yes. Oh, trust me. I'm in St. Louis. Kansas City is right next door. I lived in Kansas City. Oh, this, man. <laughs> this is all we're going. That's all they're talking about. Um, and you know who I have to technically root for. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, te- I, I, I mean. <laughs> See, like, here's the thing, because uh, Patrick Mahomes is from Texas, so oh, I, I like I like See? I like my Texas boys, but mm-hmm. I'm also really tired of watching the Chiefs win. <laughs> hey, just give him one more, you know. I mean, I wouldn't, I won't be mad. I will not be mad if if Patrick Mahomes wins another trophy. Um, I've just I've liked I've liked how that team has built has done things. It, it's kind of they they built that team up. It's not like they did anything like shisey to get where they are where they are, you know. So you can respect the team, but it's like it's one of those things when you see a team winning, they're basically the Golden State Warriors. Like they just okay. they win too much, and then now you get you get tired of it. But unless you're a fan, then you're never gonna get tired of it. But uh, no, I, I mean I can't wait. I think the Super Bowl's gonna be great. Also, Afcon's gonna be great. So you're gonna have if you're an American, you know, watch start your day with some Afcon, and then conclude it with with Super Bowl. And I mean, Usher's gonna sing the halftime show, so. It's gonna be a great night. It's gonna be a great night. Usher's for everywhere. Come on. Usher's just everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but obviously this is not the last time we're gonna see you, Musa, because you're gonna come back to recap the final. Um, hopefully we pick the right oh. team. Hopefully, but if not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I won't be mad either. I think these are two great teams to to lift the African Cup of Nations to represent the champions of Africa. Also, yeah. FIFA, bring back the Confederations Cup. I think that'd be really cool to bring that back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure if there's enough money, it'll, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, I I think the best time that we are now is that we're watching football as neutrals, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, because now you have no stakes, so now you just get to enjoy, you know, the fruit of great soccer. And it's on Sunday now. We don't have work, nothing to worry about. Just sports exactly amen to that but all right musa obviously this is the time where you can go ahead and plug whatever you want to plug anything that big is coming your way over at mo football okay um yes so as usual mo football podcast and mo football um in all social platform um and also don't forget to go and check my interview with kevin show um which was a very fun one and i have a few more interviews coming up soon with uh, players from the MLS, USL, and also NPSL. Ooh, Very soon. So um, the goal, um, the goal now is not only to promote not only the MLS but also um, some of the in quotes um, lower leagues, and also all the way down to like the, the UPL and the local teams here. So from all amateur all the way to professional kind of just talk soccer promote it all across and just enjoy life 
Oh, that's a great way to do it, man. Yes. All right, Musa, thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have you. I can't wait to have you on next week to recap the final. It's gonna be fun. It's um, thank you for having me and pleasure talking soccer or football. Always. All right, guys. Players of the week is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is an amazing app, app, uh, app website. However you go about it, it is an awesome, awesome app. It gives you a wide option, wide variety of ticket options for concerts, um, mu- you know, music concert, concerts, theater, comedy, sports. If it's if it's in a venue, it's definitely going to be there. Um, they have a very simple grading system where it is just a color system. If it is green, it is an amazing deal. If it's red, just look for something else. Um, so a lot of great options. I've used Geek plenty of times, especially when I'm trying to go to a last minute game. I get I get the best deal with some good seats, you know. So it de- definitely helps me out. So, if you guys, for first-time users, first-time users only, if you guys use the code BELLYUP20 at checkout, you will save $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. That's correct. $20 off on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. Use the code BELLYUP20. Save yourself $20 off your first purchase. All right. So, Edwards, Player of the Week is Alejandro Garnacho, who scored two goals in Manchester United's 3-0 win against West Ham United. That was a masterclass for Manchester United. That probably gives you a lot of confidence in, in some of the potential players over there at Manchester United. Um, so, solid performance there. My player of the week is Olivier Giroud for the second time featured for this year. He scores a goal and assist in AC Milan's 3-2 win against Rosinone. So, congratulations to Alejandro Garnacho and Olivier Giroud for being our players of the week. Make sure you guys, for first-time users, use the code BELLYUP20. Save yourself $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. All right, guys, we do have some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, Sporting, Sporting Lisbon taking on Braga over in Portugal. Really good matchup. Um, Both of them doing pretty well right now in Portugal, actually. So go ahead and check that out. Brazil taking on Argentina in the pre-Olympics. So U23 team, if you're interested in seeing the potential of Brazil and Argentina, well, keep your eyes on that one. Like I said, the final of the Asian Cup and the African Cup of Nations is coming up uh, this weekend. So make sure you guys stay tuned to see who are the best of Asia and Africa. In Liga Mekis, we got Monterrey taking on Pachuca and Leon versus America. Um, League on PSG versus Lille and Nice versus AS Monaco. Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund taking on SE Freiburg and a heavyweight matchup that could really change the the the, the whole Bundesliga situation picture as Bayer Leverkusen takes on. Bayern Munich. This is a big one for Bayern Munich if they can get a win off of Bayern Leverkusen. One, I believe this will be their Bayern Leverkusen's first loss if that happens. 
Um, but it does shake things up and could put Bayern Munich back in the race for the top seed. In this top seed, the 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 to be the league leaders. In the Serie A, we got Roma taking on Inter Milan, and AC Milan taking on Napoli. So, hey, that might be an advantage if you're a Barcelona fan. If AC Milan can put get get Napoli a little bit tired before your matchup. In La Liga, we got Real Madrid taking on Girona, which this is a, a big opportunity for Real Madrid to be able to push themselves above Girona on the table and get some separation there. And Sevilla, which is the other team that's featured on my jersey bet, um, you know, they're trying to avoid relegation, takes on Atletico Madrid. So let that sink in if how you feel. In the English Premier League, we got Tottenham taking on Brighton. And Aston Villa versus Manchester United. Definitely a, a, a you know, Manchester United chance for them to keep keeping their form as they take on another team that wears burgundy and blue. So, all right. So those are games to look forward to this coming weekend. Obviously, it's not all the games, but if you guys need some help in some matches to watch, well, there's a good beginner's guide for you guys. So, we're going to go ahead and take one more break, and then we'll wrap this show up with my closing thoughts. Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is the official jerky of Belly Up Sports. For over a decade, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky has led the American meat snack revolution by concocting delicious, adventurous, U.S.-sourced jerky recipes for uncompromising carnivores across the country. With 15 different flavors to choose from, Righteous Felon has all jerky lovers covered, and by using promo code BELLYUP, you will get 15% off your purchase at RighteousFelon.com. Do your taste buds a favor today and rip into a bag of Righteous Felon Jerky. Alright guys, so my closing thoughts is actually going to be about what actually what, what happened yesterday um, on my first and only day at, at, at Texas Pipe Supply. So that is where I was, I was going to work at, Texas Pipe Supply. Um... I want to start this off by explaining one thing. I am not uh I am not someone that shies away from from heavy manual labor. Like I I'm I'm someone that doesn't mind working a physical job. Um so I just want to put that out um before anyone starts saying, "Oh, he couldn't handle the workload." I I I honestly didn't mind the workload. It wasn't that bad. So, Obviously, you guys know I've been unemployed since July, since I got since I got fired by the Houston Dynamo, um, and honestly, it's been rough looking for work. Um, I've been getting a lot. Of, I get I've been getting a lot of those emails of just of you know, oh, we moved on with a different candidate, or I even got one that says you're just overqualified. I've had one. I've had the emails where, oh, we just we're right now we're just not gonna hire anybody for this position. So I've I've gotten all the things I've gotten interviews I've had interviews I've been ghosted after these interviews, um so it, it's it's been it's been long it's been a long, rough period of just being unemployed. So when I was looking for for jobs, you know, once again going searching through Indeed, LinkedIn, Teamwork Online. If you guys don't know, is where you could probably find job sports related jobs, um, just the whole nine. Shoot, I haven't even applied at fucking Walmart and Sam's Club, so so just so you guys have an idea. But anyways, I was looking for a job, primarily the one one that would require me to work during the day. 
Um, that's that's what I'm looking for. Just a basic, basic, basic just job that I would work during the day, Monday to Friday. Um, I don't necessarily don't mind working weekends, but you know, I would prefer to just because I have some responsibilities on on Saturday, uh, at least early Saturday, where I know some jobs might have a problem with if I had to work a full sh- you know full shift that day. So, so I was looking for a job that would have at least some flexibility as well. And um, um, I ended up seeing a job. It was Texas Pipe Supply um, for a pipe yard helper. And basically, what the pipe yard helper does is just they help out the the for the forklift operator. So the forklift operator is just they do a multitude of things. They unload trucks from for you know for for new that you know for to receive a new inventory. They uh they also uh you know obviously load trucks for or you know for orders uh prepare orders you know whatever is given to them on the on their on their computer that's what they do the the helper essentially because obviously for the forklift we're talking about like freaking like forklifts on steroids it's not like those those forklifts that you see in warehouses like these things can handle like industrial like level you know equipment which obviously we're talking about pipes so obviously that it has to be able to handle that kind of workload but uh so obviously it would it'd be really redundant if they had to like grab something with the forklift and then come down and bundle you know so that's the whole point of the helper the helper is there <clears throat> to do to do that and honestly the helper all they do is they just do whatever the forklift operator tells them that they need them to do whether it it's to uh you know, chalk up a pipe, a pipe rack, which, you know, which involves using a nail gun, um, reading part numbers, verifying part numbers, measuring the pipe, all those things. That's what, you know, the helper is there to do. So I, so when I apply one, once again, had no problem with what the job was at hand because of one thing. And this was the real reason why I accepted the job. Because the job was, it offered me three shifts, a Monday to Friday day shift, which would be working from seven to five, a night shift that was 2.30 to 11 p.m., I believe. And then there was a weekend shift, which was Friday to Monday, working seven to five. Obviously, I want to work Monday to Friday from seven to five. So I was like, that's the shift I want. So I applied for it. Um, I got a call. I got a call back. Then I got interviewed. And this is where things kind of got a little weird to me. So I inter- when I interviewed, the guy told me that we'll actually stay till 7 p.m. So not not 5 p.m., 7 p.m. Because he's like, that, you know, sometimes we have to stay later. Well, no, he didn't even say sometimes. He's like, yeah, we have to stay later. So I was just like, I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. And I kind of told him, I, th- like, I thought the position was 7 to 5. He's like, yeah, but we also, so like, if you guys need to think about it, seven to five, if you include a thirty minute lunch break, because they only give you thirty minute lunch breaks, um, that's basically you're basically working nine and a half hours. So you're, if and obviously do the math. If you work five days, you're you're definitely going over forty hours a week. So you're you're gonna get overtime regardless. But now seven to seven, that's twelve hours. Uh, okay, with the thirty minute lunch break, eleven and a half hours. 
And so you're you're definitely going over way over, you know, you're definitely getting a lot of you're definitely getting overtime. And then the guy mentions to me in the interview that we also work Saturdays. Which now I'm starting to get like a lot of red flags here. Uh because, you know, you know, you know, once again, there's a night shift and a weekend shift offered also to the job. And now I'm finding out that, you know, oh, we're going to stay. And it's like, so what's the point of having a night shift? What's the point of having a weekend shift if you're going to just have us come in regardless? Because he didn't make it seem like that or that that Saturday was optional. So that was where I was kind of really confused. But I definitely saw that as a red flag. And uh, and I kind of explained to the to the to the guy that was interviewing me, which was the manager, was like, "Hey man, like, uh, just let you know on Saturdays I can't be coming in early. Like I gotta, uh, you know, I there's something that I have to do in the morning before I can." So I told him honestly, man, ten is ten a.m. is like the the best time I can give you to come in. And if we're talking about optional an optional Saturday to work, then it shouldn't be that big of a deal because it's it's just an optional thing to come in for. Uh, but he didn't seem too too thrilled about that that question, which is like that was a funny thing to me was like I kind of told I tried to like give them like restrictions on my on my on my schedule, and they still proceeded with the to proceed to give me to offer me the job. Despite the red flags, obviously the reality is I needed a fucking job. You know I've been unemployed since July, so I need a fucking job. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I, I get, you know, I do everything, the, the drug tests and all that shit. And, uh, I'm, you know, so I started my first, my first and only day was, uh, yesterday, Monday. Um, I come in, obviously like I didn't, I didn't actually work at the yard yet. I was, I had to be doing like training and, you know, go watching, you know, just training, taking tests, doing all the onboarding stuff. And then, uh, like around twelve, twelve, we we actually got we were taken to where you know to where we are. I guess like where the yard yard helpers you know have like their their resting area. And then we went we went we went ahead. So basically, the yard the pipe yard is massive. It is a lot of land, um, that they've accumulated over the years. Apparently, even like bought out like other pipe companies that were around them to, to build the land, the, the property now that they have. Um, and, uh, so it's this massive amount of land. So it's, it's wouldn't be ideal to be walking around it. Um, especially if you're trying to get to one job to another. And once again, you're doing multiple, you're not just doing one specific thing. Like you could either be loading up a truck, you could be unloading a truck. You could even be preparing orders. So like, you're not necessarily doing. You're not assigned to one specific thing. You're you're doing a multitude of things. Whatever jobs available, that's what you're doing. So, they they take you in these vans across the yard, and like throughout throughout the the day, they they'll come pick you up and take you to another site to do another job. Um, but most of the time, you're usually with the forklift operator that you're you're assigned to. Um, so the forklift operator that I was assigned to, won't say his name out of respect. Uh, he, he was with the company for, for a long time, long time, um, to the point where no one messes with him. He's actually a mat as a matter of fact, he's the only one that leaves at five. Like no one, no one questions him. No one, 
Like none of the supervisors say anything. None of the managers say anything. He leaves at five and everybody knows. And it's because he's really good at his job. He he actually taught me a lot of things. Um, And I don't know what, what gave him uh, the feeling to do so, but you know, there was a, there was, we had some kind of some downtime uh, while we were working um, I think it was because we were waiting for another forklift operator to finish whatever they were doing so we could start doing what we were going to do. He comes, he, you know, so, he, you know, he gets off the forklift and he just talks to me for a bit. And he tells me, hey, man, like, you're you're going to work a lot of hours here. He's like, I leave at five, but I can do it because I've been here for so long. If you can't, if you, if you can't do it, like, if you just can't work Saturday or... He's like, I can't get, you know, like, you can't get out of working late. Like, he's like, because basically, and the supervisor, I, I should have mentioned this, the supervisor, when he picked me up, he told me um, that, so I went, so now, remember, I was told 7 to 5, then I was told 7 to 7. Now this guy tells me that, you know, 8 plus, like, there's, he's like, to be honest, we don't even know when we, when our day is over. And I was just like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, sometimes we go all the way till 12 in the morning. Sometimes even past that. Sometimes 6 a.m. Because basically the way it is, is they, they, they don't stop working until everything's done. Once again, there's a night shift and a weekend shift. So I still don't understand it. But I, I kind of gave this guy like a reluctant look. Like I was like, hey, man, like uh, I was told seven. He was just like, and he kind of made me give me this look like either he's like, either you're with or you're not. So, but anyways, going back to talking with, with this, with this, uh, with, with this, uh, I'll say Unk, I'll call him Unk for right now, but Unk was telling me basically, um, he's like, Hey man, if you, if, if you, if you need, like, don't work Saturday, if you, don't, if you don't need to work Saturday, like, let them know you can't work Saturday, like be upfront about it. Don't let them, don't let them tell you what to do. So I was like, okay. And so like, for me, that gave me like the foreshadowing of what that night was going to be like, because he told he straight up told me he's like, they're going to keep you here for a very long time. And so and it's because once again, the law the, the, the lot the logic's clear. You don't stop working until air, all the trucks are, are gone. Like cause there's just trucks lined up waiting to come in and pick up their orders. So I, I get those things. But once again, you have a night shift and a weekend shift along with your day shift. Like that's why you have a night shift, is so that way you can turn over whatever needs to be done to the night shift guys. But that's not here or there. And I'm not trying to exhaust myself with that. Cause one, I'm still so fucking tired from the night because I didn't. So we, our day wasn't over till 11 in the morning. 11 in the morning was when we finally finished. So I was there from 7 AM 11 in the morning to 11 PM, which that is fucking wild. Um, I wasn't even sure if I was. So I was actually like when I was when I got in my car, I was in my head. I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to be back here at seven. I was mentally preparing myself. So I wouldn't have been recording today as I'm recording. Like one, I wouldn't even know when I would be able to record. Uh, I wouldn't even know if I'd be able to record with Musa. Um, but. I recorded when well, I recorded. So on the car ride home, and th- and then here's the other thing too. So as you're working at night, 
like I said, you only get one thirty minute lunch break, which is at two thirty, which is around like no, not two thirty, like a, like at eleven, eleven thirty. So you only get you get a lunch break at eleven. Then you get like a fifteen minute break around two, two thirty ish around there. After that, you're just you're just out in the yard, and like when I realized it was already seven, and the guy, so like I said, uh, uh, Unc, you know, obviously he leaves at five, so he finished his last task and then he just left, and that's also the other thing that's kind of weird because like when you're forklift operator, you don't necessarily have to follow your forklift operator everywhere he goes. He'll just Cause like it, sometimes they'll they'll keep you at a specific spot just so they remember where they're supposed where they were at where they were at, so that's why you stay you stay back there, um. But but yeah, so so Unc just leaves. He does he doesn't come back because one I didn't realize it was five. Like time fl- time flies when you're out on the yard. To be honest, well during the day, um. So we we uh. So I'm just, I literally stood there for like a good 30 minutes at, at where, where Unc left me. And, and then the supervisor comes in in his van and he just tells me to hop in. He's like, Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, Unc left Unc, you know, Unc's done for today. He's like, I was like, Oh, so he always leaves at five. He's like, yep. Always at five. Once again, no one, no one, no one argued with him. It's Unc. Unc's been there for so long. He's earned that right, which I get. And, uh, so he draws me off with these. With this one guy, and so me and him start loading up a truck, um, and and he starts kind of explaining to me how like things are, and I'm fucking hungry. It's already like six now, seven, six, seven around there now. After we loaded up the truck, and he just he luckily he had he had bananas. Like he he bring he like brings some food with him. He brings a bag uh, a bag of just like all this food or energy drinks because he's like it's gonna be a long night, man. So we stand, we we stayed at that spot for a little bit and then a van comes in, takes us, we go to we go do another job. Um and that's literally just the whole the whole rest of the night. You're just going you're getting you know picked up and getting sent to another job, picked up getting sent to another job. Um and you keep going until all the trucks are loaded up. And so um and I asked the guys like, "Hey man, do they never ever give you guys like a like another break to have like dinner?" And they're like, nope. Yeah, and that's when that's when the guy that I was with, like, um, they call him Country. Uh, that's what his nickname is. Um, out of res- out of respect, I won't say his first his, his real name. Um, but they call him Country, and uh, he was basically like telling me, like, yep, nope, they keep us out here. That's why I always bring food with me. And so, and then you know, so we we keep loading up trucks, we keep doing some ta- bun- bundling pipes. Um, everything you could think of, and um, yeah. So after all that, we didn't. We finished at eleven, eleven at night, and as I got in my car, and I was just like trying to figure out, am I gonna even eat, or am I? I'm like, I was like literally trying to debate like what I want to do. Do I even want to shower? Like things like that. Like I had to calculate, like do the math of like, all right, well, if I take a shower. You know that that takes away some time for me to to sleep, um, because like I gotta wake up, I I gotta at least wake up at four four forty five ish, just so I can you know do my morning my morning routine, which is usually just you know do my business, 
you know, brush my teeth, eat breakfast, and then go to work. And so I was really contemplating on it, and I just realized at that moment, I was like, I am not doing this for six days straight. Like this, because to me, the reason the reason why I want, like I was fine with a seven to five shift, because it gives me the rest of the day. I don't mind that. I don't mind having the day. Like I don't mind, like I, it's like, I, I can care less of overtime. I will tell you that full honesty. I can I can give a rat's ass about overtime. Like if I accepted the wage, which the wage was fifteen an hour, if I accepted the wage, that means I'm okay with the pay. I'll work with the pay, and I'll still work my basic forty hours. I will have I have no problem with it. Maybe pick up some overtime, every, you know, every now and then. But I'm fine with the hours that are given to me, and that's the thing that like bugged the hell out of me was because like like because i just was so like i'm just like i like a work-life balance like i don't mind working a saturday i don't mind working a sunday i don't mind working i don't mind working days to that if i need to work those days but i also want like you know some balance where i can do this obviously the podcast but like and i mean i've proven from time to time that i can work around that because you know when i was with the dynamo even though I had to record by myself, which funny enough, I kind of am today, but I can work around those things because I, I'm given time to at least have some sort of life balance where I can be with my family. And that's also the other thing. I like, I like spending time with my family, like sue me for wanting to, you know, that I want to be around my family. So I don't, so like, that's where I'm like, I don't fucking care about overtime. I really don't fucking care about getting overtime. Like give me some, re- give me a reasonable hours to work. And I'm fine with it. I don't have, and it, like honestly, it doesn't even have to be seven to five. Like I, I don't mind working a night shift. Like as long as you guys can give me Monday, so I can you know do my thing with Edward. But give me time with like so I can be with family. That's the thing that's more important to me than anything else. And so while I'm, I'm telling you guys, I, while I'm not telling you for those, like there's people out there that don't mind working, like don't mind you know working every fucking day, long ass hours. You know, you know, like I, I, there's people that out there that don't mind it. I'm one of those people that do, and that's just me. Like so, and once again, I don't want anyone to think like, oh, this guy can't handle workload. I was doing fine. I was hanging with them, and this was my first day. Like I was like, I didn't know shit, but I was able to hang with them. I picked things up as I went. So, so I just want to point that out. I don't want to. I don't want this to be like one of those things. Like, dang, Hector can't can't keep a job, and it's. That's not the case. Like I'm a good worker. I've proven to be a good worker everywhere that I've worked at, even at jobs that I didn't even want to be there for. I I was able to do the work and I did it as best as I could. So that's the thing. Um, I personally just didn't like it one because I I felt like I was being lied to by the application, um, because like clearly there was no shifts, or at least if there was, then I don't know because I I ended up asking the I was asking country that actually as a matter of fact like I was like hey man like is there a night shift? He's like, there is, but they're not very good. Like, that's the logic to why you keep your day shift longer because your night crew isn't good enough. Like, that's not, that's not a, that's not my, that's not a, my problem. That's not a me problem. That's, that's a, your company problem. So there's that. And I know some people are going to be like, bro, how are you going to bash, you know, Texas pipe supply 
um, you know, you know, you're never going to get a job with them again. And that's fine. <laughs> I really don't want a job from them. If that's how they're going to fucking make you work, then I don't want to, <laughs> then I fucking don't want it. So that's just it, man. That's my, that's my closing thoughts, man. At the end of the day, man, you know, do what you think you, you what's good for you, man. Work whatever's work works for you. Like if it is working fucking seven a.m. to fucking midnight, then cool. You like that shit, but not me. So be true to yourself. Just because, like, I think that I, I think there's one thing that I will say about the younger generations. Like people complain about, like, oh man, these guys quit after after a week or a day, and it's just like, like, you know, it's just there's day like there's just jobs where you're like i don't think like i'll tell you a perfect example when i worked at johnstone i love working at johnstone i loved it it was a good job i i kind of i kind of burned that bridge just because like i chose to go to el salvador over working with them um but like when i started working there yes it is a lot of work yeah it is a fucking lot of work but i didn't mind it because at the end of the day you know you come in at eight no, you come in at what time did we come in? I think it is seven. No, it is eight. It is eight. Is it eight? Well, it might be seven. No, it. Yeah, it's eight to five. Whatever time it was, you you come in at that time. You do your job. You leave at five. Easy peasy, and then maybe in the summer when it, when things got really busy, you might leave a little bit later, but you you understand it because of the shift you you understand it so but i was fine with it because at the end of the day most most times i left at five so it gave me a good life balance and i and i did have to and i worked every, i had to work every other saturday and it wasn't for like a long period it was just fucking four hours you had to come in on saturday and work and it wasn't that bad and you always had sunday off so to me, that was fine. I was fine with those hours. Um, so once again, I don't. I, it's not that I, that I'm. I'm. I don't like to work a heavy workload. Like it's a matter of giving me that work life balance. If I don't get that work life balance, then I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay stick around. You know, and and some people probably been. You should just stay there till you found a job, bro. I could just keep like, and I'm not doing this to brag, but I could just keep collecting unemployment. Like I still have some on, I still have some left over on my balance, so I could just keep collecting unemployment until like a, you know, a job with a better work life balance could come in. But yeah, there's that. So that's my 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 that's my closing thoughts is, you know, don't stay around if you're not happy with the situation. That's all I gotta say. All right, because you gotta be able to. You gotta be able to be, you you gotta be able to be okay with where you work at. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say right there. That's how I'm gonna wrap it up. But all right, um, shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Uh, check out their check them out on Instagram and X at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Also, Goal TV. Thanks to Musa for coming on to talk talk more African Cup of Nations. Uh, you can check out Goal TV at goals.tv or at on Instagram or at the X at G-O-L-Z underscore TV, G-O-L-Z underscore TV. Um, and, of course, shout-out to Roosevelt Spencer. He's the guy that makes the beats, the intros, the outros, everything. 
he is our guy. So check him out on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. So you can be in the know. Uh, hit him up with a, well, not in the know, but hit him up with a message to see you know to get some beat work done. Whether you're in the music or it's a pod, you're trying to get a podcast going or a YouTube channel, you know, ha- reach out to him because he takes really good care of you. But thank you for listening to episode 161. Catch us next week with Edward for episode 162, um, which will feature an interview. Uh, you know, uh, so there is that. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to episode 161. Catch us next week for episode 162. Take care, guys. Yeah.